When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by Elisa Woods. Hey, Elisa. Hi. Guess what? What? It's episode 69. Nice. We had to. <laughs> we, I mean, <laughs> we I'm, have I been practicing that <laughs> for three months? Yep. Before we logged on, I told Lisa, sometimes it's nice to just act like a teenage boy every once in a while. <laughs> yep. Every once in a while uh, or all the all time. The time. <laughs> Our humor is somewhat sophomore and we're okay oh, with yeah, that. For we're sure. Okay with that. For sure. So yes, on this episode 69, we would like to thank our sponsors, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State, who I'm sure are more than impressed with our sophomoric humor. <laughs> but I shout out to it. them. Do you want to give them a hootie who? Yeah, I haven't in a while. I know because I I've to... always cut you off and started to tell you cool things about them. But this time I'm going to give you the floor and give them Yeah, you're the worst. I know. Um, <laughs> thank you. We need to do some like mouth opening up how now brown cow how now brown cow <laughs> zika papa zika papa zika papa that kind of stuff blah, 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 blah. little uh, choir warm-ups um oh man i'm out of practice uh we love our friends at ivy so if, if you if you haven't followed them on twitter do so check them out and give them kudos anytime you anytime you can for supporting the podcast and also shout out to our friends at the mississippi river distilling company for sponsoring the entire podcast network and elisa i was hoping to break out my last bottle of the cyclone fanatic um bourbon oh, the blend yes to celebrate and uh, you know advancing to the elite eight but oh as you know, that didn't happen. So I drank did you just break? a sad, I was just gonna a say, sad did, glass instead. Did you break it out to, uh, to mourn? Yes, 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 I did. But it's my last bottle and I'm going to save it. And But the more I thought about it, the more it really wasn't mourning. It was celebrating an unexpected season and a wildly yeah. successful women's season. And I think yeah. that's probably how we should start. Obviously, both the men's and women's basketball teams ended their season in the Sweet 16. And if you're listening to the pod, you probably know the outcome of the game, so we're not going to break it down in great detail for you. <laughs> You've probably played some of the plays over and over in your head um, as torture, as we like to do as Iowa State fans. But I think the best way to kind of treat it in this pod is to look at it big picture and look back and reflect a little bit. And for men's basketball specifically, we've said this over and over again this season, but what a pleasant surprise and yeah. what a joy it was to watch this team do things that I don't think any of us could have expected in our wildest dreams. And was I disappointed after the Miami loss? Of course I was. It's not often that you get matched up against a 10 seed in the sweet 16. And there was an opportunity there and we couldn't quite take advantage of that. But this was the disappointed that's it's not like the sky's the limit and we peed it down our leg type of, of yeah. disappointment that we're used to. It's more the, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think of like UAB, for example, Oof. or some of the, 
situations Oof. we put ourselves in for football and, you know, like it's right there for the taking. And this was more just kind of the sad, disappointed, not for myself as a fan, but for a group of guys that worked their tails off and they had a chance to continue overachieving. And just, I think the gas kind of ran out. Yeah. Yeah. And just, it was that no one really had an outstanding shooting night. And that's kind of what it took for this team to win. And the amazing thing was any of them were capable of having that amazing shooting night. Any of them were, had the capability of taking over the game and that last game, they just, nobody had that capability. The, you know, the basket was closed. So yeah. It is what it is. It just feels like it only is what it is with us. And I know that that's not true. <laughs> I know nope. that that's not true, but I like watch, I like watch our games and I'm like, why can't anybody else have a bad night? Like, why is it always us having a bad night? And maybe, maybe I'm just, you know, seeing it through rose colored glasses and cardinal like, colored glasses, right. As I'm yeah. sure that I always do, but uh, yeah. Cause I'm the ever optimist. Um, <laughs> You <laughs> certainly are, but it's just like, wh- why like, can't why- we get that break? Yeah. 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 It sure does feel that way. It often feels like we're the ones on the losing end of that yeah. break. But then again, like maybe we did get that break with Wisconsin and maybe we did get that break, you know, in those first two rounds and stuff. And maybe, I don't know. It just, it did. I think the, I think the fact that it was such a low seed in the sweet 16 made it feel like, oh, we are so close. And yeah. you're right. Maybe we weren't that close at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but the, I think the future is bright. Even with, we learned today, we're recording Monday night. We learned today that Isaiah Brockington and George Condit have elected to not return to Iowa state next year. And they're going to check out their prospects in the NBA or abroad and good for them. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I think we were all secretly hoping that Brockington would somehow find a reason to come back, but I completely understand. And same with George. He's been here a long time and he's seen some really rough times in Iowa state basketball. And all I can say to them both is thank you. I have nothing but gratitude to both of them. And go ahead. As far as George goes, like I saw the writing on the wall with him and it felt like, okay, he's probably going to leave. I feel like with Isaiah, it was kind of a toss up, but he had a tough, he had a tough tournament. Yeah, he did. And I think that for him, it's like, what else do I have to prove? Like, what if we go into next season and we aren't surprisingly good, then what's the legacy that I left? He almost like, even though he didn't have a great, um, tournament, it's, I feel like he is going out on top. He's going out as like the best player on this team. So one of the best transfers ever to to come to the state. And that's a, that's a good group to be in anyway. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think from a, uh, big picture perspective. And I mean, no disrespect to, to these guys at all, but they were probably the least talented from a ba- pure basketball perspective in the big 12. Yeah. Um, they worked hard. They worked their butts off. They worked harder than anybody, but Otz and his staff figured out a way to get them to buy into a brand and a process and a, and a culture in no time at all. And I keep thinking if he can do that to this kind of squad of what other people saw as misfits and take Mm -hmm. them to the sweet 16, you know, what can he do in a few years with several years of recruiting his own guys under his belt and kind of getting a feel for what head coaching at Iowa state can be. And that makes me really excited. The flip side of me doesn't want to get too excited because he overachieved so much that I don't want 
us to be mad or frustrated if in year two and year three, there's a little bit of a rebuilding period, yep. but I know we all will be because that's what we do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 we saw it in football. We had a yes. great season and then the next season it dropped off. It's possible. It can happen. Yeah. I think like when we're talking about prospects, I don't think that George has a great line to the NBA, possibly playing in the G league with it, which is nothing to balk at, you know, that's, it would be great to play in the G league. I think he would do great overseas. Yeah. You can make a lot of money doing that. I don't know why I do not know why, but he strikes me as somebody who like would like to travel. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I don't know anything about him, <laughs> but like but that's the vibe you get yeah, from him. I get the, the the vibe that I get from him is that he could go to any country and be everybody's favorite. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Think he seems to be, and I think maybe the reason you have that perspective of him is he just seems to roll with the punches. Yeah, and I think I mean he did. He rolled with, like I said, one of the worst periods in Iowa State basketball history and yeah. came back and, you know, bought in again. So yeah, yeah I, I see why you get that. I see where I just, you get I that I feel from. like him like going to Germany or something and just being like everyone's favorite. Yeah. There, like, in a way being... that George Yang is a, yeah. a favorite wherever he goes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I mean, probably the same with Brockington. He doesn't have quite the same like charisma, but I can see him. I can see him. In, I think I said D league earlier, the G league. You said Sorry. G you said, okay. G. Okay. The yeah. Gatorade league. Um, I can see, I can see Brockington playing well in the G league. Um, that mid range jumper is still, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's still <laughs> being used in the G league. Yes. It's not as much being used uh, in the NBA, but I can see him m- making a good amount of money in the G league and, I don't know, spending a good amount of time. Maybe we'll get lucky and he'll be here in town and we'll get to go see him. Yeah. Um, and maybe he'll just come here for games and, but I will definitely go watch him if he is here in town. And it was cool to see both guys, um, in their kind of going away statements on Twitter, make comments about how they're proud to be cyclones and they're so grateful for their time here. And I mean, I'm guilty of it. I think you're guilty of it. We eat that stuff stuff up as Iowa state mm-hmm. fans, but that's also because we care. And so if some, you know, I think they received the, um, the intensity of our fandom well, and that's one of the reasons we loved them so much this year. So good for them. I'm happy for them. And I feel like I should give a shout out to cyclone Twitter because for once collectively cyclone Twitter had strangely good perspective after the men's loss. It was, there was not really a, the world is burning. It was more of like, we got something we didn't expect and didn't necessarily deserve, you know, after the year we had last year. And I think it was just good to see people have that perspective. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it carries forward. Definitely. Uh, the women I had kind of a different reaction to the men. I was just like, dang, you know, like that's a bummer. The women's loss hurt. Yeah hurt bad and Creighton shot lights out. So kudos to them. They hit 11 threes. And I think they had this amazing game plan on offense. We just couldn't figure out where yeah. the, they were cutting, who was cutting when, and they just, they out, um, schemed us, I yeah. think. And they were just like shooting these piss missiles from way the hell down the court and they were all going in. But the thing is, I think we probably would have gotten railed by South Carolina, Yep. but I wanted a shot at them. Like <laughs> yeah. I wanted, and I felt, I felt like the elite eight, 
against South Carolina was kind of where I would have been like, yep, this is the ceiling. Yeah. And I yep. felt like we we're one step short of it. And that's the difference between the men's disappointment, my disappointment with the men yeah. and the disappointment with women. I feel like this team just slightly underachieved. Yeah. And it, that's where it hurts. The thing about South Carolina is that they're in the measuring stick, especially this year. Like that yeah. would have told us how, like, will this team ever be uh women's basketball blue blood? Like, right. And it, it's more than the, far more than the men's, the rich are rich and the poor are poor, like far more than the men's, the good teams are good and, and dominate the final four dominate the national championships. And that was our chance to, to measure ourselves against them. We measure ourselves against Baylor, who is also one of those blue bloods. We measured ourselves against LSU, you know, these teams, those are some of those teams that are going to be perennially in the final four perennially in that national championship game. And it was our opportunity to see how close we are. Yes. And to finish, you know, going off of your point, I feel like this year more than arguably any year is as as close to that measuring stick as we've been. And yes. so to, to take one of our best squads against that measuring stick was the perfect opportunity. Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, I don't think we were there. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I mean, South Carolina, they weren't unbeatable. I mean, they've clearly they've been they're They're not undefeated. Yeah. And they have some chinks in their armor. Mm -hmm. but I don't think they were the type of chinks that we could exploit. I I do. I think we would have gotten, um, I think it would have been maybe not a blowout, but I think it would have been a dominating win for them. But like you said, I wanted the shot at it. Yeah. And they're they're not the, what is it? Early aughts or something like that. UConn. Yeah. I mean, they're not that UConn women's team that went years and years without losing. They're not that team. We just don't have quite, I mean, and we've, we've not been shy about this. They don't, we were missing a dominating traditional post player. Yes. Um, and it's tough for us unless we're shooting, you know, and making 19 threes a game. It's tough for these women to battle against that, but yeah. dang, it would have been fun to see. And that's just why it was such a bummer is I just wanted them to go one more step. And I really would have felt like, well, that was the season we achieved. Um, yeah. But that being said, credit where credit's due. Emily Ryan played an incredible game. She's the last probably half of the season. She just turned it on. Um, and it was so much fun to watch her grow. And did you see the clip of her getting emotional after the loss? I at didn't know. And it's weird. It was weird to see because she's so stoic. Yeah. You know, she's a, she's an assassin on the floor and to see her get choked up. And the reason she was choked up is not because she lost, but because she doesn't, you know, she was sad that she didn't get to play with this group of any, this particular group of players anymore. And to see her, you know, show that kind of emotion shows you just how much this season meant to her. And that made me love her even more. Yeah. And I'm so excited to watch her next year. Um, nightmare do absolutely just, Oh, she maybe is the the most improved player. She went from kind of just being, you know, an extra body on the floor to being a threat on the three point line to being very aggressive and physical down low. Yep. Um, Lexi Donarski, again, I feel like same thing with Emily. She really grew in the second half of the season, got way more confident in her shooting. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hope that she continues to shoot and get even more confident because I, you know, like the, the more confident she is, the better off we are as a whole. Uh, Maggie Espen Miller McGraw, can you please sing it? 
Maggie Espen Miller. Oh, good. I don't know how we haven't been nominated for like an Emmy at this point. I don't know. Is yeah, that what are coming. the are there podcast awards? The first for music is for the, music. The potties. <laughs> the potties. <laughs> Uh, this episode a- we should nominate episode 69 <laughs> the runs 69. for the potties <laughs> the runs the runs was ex- episode 68 i know but we were going to talk about how we were going on the runs on oh. episode 69 but so our runs 69 is the potties <laughs> um i do have a funny story about emily ryan though um so i went to one of the last games and I sat with Jamie Steyer's family. Yeah. And, um, there was this little clip where there was a girl who tried to name all of like name as many, um, Mm. candies as she could. And then they had Emily name as many candies as she could to see who could name more. And Emily pops up and Jamie's dad's like, she's going to eat any of these candies. So I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't know a single candy. So I was like, Hmm, I wonder if she like, is super healthy and doesn't ever eat candy. Do you know the answer? No. I mean, I just assume we should ask her. We should have her on. I know somebody, somebody slid into my DMS and said that it might've been Julie, but I was like, yes, we'll do that. I feel like we would be goofy and she would be like, but that maybe we'll surprise. She'll surprise us. That's true. Maybe Emily, if you're listening, I'm going to reach out to you. You're coming on the podcast. You don't have a choice. Maybe she'll Uh, be super silly. (laughs) Yes. And we'll find out what her favorite candy is or is yeah, not. Yeah. Um, I just Maggie Espin Miller McGraw, just to finish your beautiful singing about her. <laughs> she's had a rough couple of years with injuries. And my heart just goes out to her because right when we thought she was kind of hitting her stride and completely healthy from the foot, it it flared up again and she yeah. was on a minute restriction. And it that girl never walks around without a smile on her face yeah. and on the floor. She's positive. And I just I love her. And then- I wish, you know what? I just had an idea about like swag. Um, we got to call Michael. What about like headbands? headbands? Yeah. I've, I've pinged him before about that, but let's harass oh, him. Okay. Guys, if you're listening and you want Maggie Esmond Miller McGraw headbands, just yeah. go after Mike Martz on Twitter. Just go after him and, and tag us. Say and we'll like, harass you. And, uh, Maggie, <laughs> Maggie Esmond with, with little music notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I would wear the hell out of that. I would that. too. And I know a bunch of little girls would too. Yeah. There's always little girls taking pictures with her that oh, have the yeah. hands. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, Morgan Kane. I just, that girl works her butt off. She's definitely yep. not the most athletic on the floor, but she just, she works her ass off. And I mean, I could go, I'm, I basically did just go down the list, but um, I think the, obviously the big name I'm leaving out is <laughs> Ashley Jones. Who announced today that Drum she's roll, coming? Please, <laughs> she's coming back for her super senior COVID season, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, man, the sky is truly the limit for these ladies next year. <laughs> wait, what, wait ex- what, what? What? What do we call it? The oh, I'm blanking on his name from Kansas. Oh, uh, Kansas. Perry Ellis. Yeah, her Perry Ellis year. <laughs> well, honestly, we that's gotta like call year it a ten year at this point. <laughs> Ashley Jones is taking her Jordan Bohan in here. <laughs> no, let's call it the Perry Ellis year. Okay. Yeah. If you think my expectations were high coming into oh this season, 
gosh. But truly, they should be high. They're I really mean, only le- they're really only losing Maddie Fredericks, which yes. she didn't end up playing that much. No, huge um, leader. Yeah, huge leader. leader. But um, I feel like if we can kind of trade her for a post, like go go onto the transfer portal, get like a six three very aggressive post. That would if there is one out there. <laughs> If Texas and Baylor didn't right. steal them all. God. Right. That, I mean, that would be ideal. Like yeah. somebody with somebody who is like super nice off the court, but, but just, once you get on the court, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah like, we need that. Yeah. We need like a, just a mean, a very wonderful and darling woman off the floor <laughs> who just makes us all smile. And then someone who goes in there and like, just wants to beat everybody up. Like it has sounds like you. Oh, well, I have some eligibility. So <laughs> are you six coach? three? A little shorter than that, but you know, details. If, details. if you stood on your own shoulders, would you be six three? Yes, I would oh, okay. be six three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good. <laughs> but I'm excited. I mean, obviously I'm bummed, but the, the sadness is kind of worn off. And I'm just really yeah. proud of them. And now I'm kind of turning and Ashley's news is wonderful. It's super exciting. And I'm already looking forward to next year. But Heck I told yeah. I told um I asked Corey, my six-year-old after the game, you know, were you sad? And she's like, yeah, I, I cried. She was sitting on the couch by herself. She's like, I just didn't want you to see me. I think she was oh. under a blanket crying by herself. And I just, no. but, and I say that only to say that there are so many little girls watching and living and dying on these, on these women. And what an amazing group to look oh. up to. They are a badass. They're a class. They are just wonderful. And I'm very thankful we have them. Speaking of, I see a basketball hoop behind you. What is that sign on there? What does that say? Um, Corey has drawn a whole bunch of hearts on it and oh. it says closed shop because she, it used to be next to her, um, kitchen and it was oh. the, when the restaurant closed, that was like her closed and open. Oh, okay. Sign. Yeah. I thought maybe it said like, just do it or I don't know. I or can't horns think. down or death to Baylor. <laughs> I can't like think that. of anything like no, never stop shooting the ball. There's nothing motivational on it at free all. Free throws are free for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. More. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll say about basketball is I want to toot not our own horn specifically, but just cycling fanatics horn a little bit for the coverage of both men's and women's. But I just want to say specifically to Connor, um, good job, buddy scoots, because he spent all season covering them specifically. I mean, that's his beat and there's not, I mean, we talk about this constantly, how women's basketball tends to be undercovered and he was on it every single game. And Chris and Brent talked about the women on their pods corner three talked about them. And then we talked about the women. I mean, we focus on the women, I think, and I'm just, it feels really good to be a part of an organization that cares and puts women's basketball um, on a pedestal and, and makes it the priority that it is. So anyway, think, if you like, I was just thinking about Connor. I think he's one of the best at social media and like just consistently being on social media, engaging with people on social yeah. media, like making things clear and concise 
I think he does a great job and he's fun too. And yeah, he's, he's a goofball. And I mean that in the best way, like he just, he's, he's a funny, quirky guy. And if you haven't gotten a chance to know him, check him out. I think it's CF Chang's nine or something like that on Twitter. I should probably have checked that before, but well, I just looked at it and I don't even know (laughs) CF Chang's nine. You are right. Yeah. So proud of second fanatic. And if you get a chance, you know, tweet at Connor and tell him good job. Cause I'm really proud of him. All right, let's take a break and then we'll get some fun shout outs afterwards. Authentic brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. Custom, we can custom manufacture polo shirts, hats, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back and I get to give a shout out to Hope Wood, which is one of my new favorite things in the podcast, law school classmate Hope and went in and signed our will. So we are good to go. And I'm giving you everything, Elisa, if I happen to have a terrible demise. I love it. Okay. So I actually have a story about her. About Hope? Um, Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm hoping. (laughs) So um, we were over at my husband's parents' house the other day, my in-laws, and we had all gotten together unbeknownst to us to talk about like what they want (laughs) to do with all their money when they die. Right. Like, and so they just started saying like, I have money here. I have money here. I want this. And and nobody's writing anything down. Of course not. Right. And it's just, and you know, I want to be buried here and I have a plot of late and I have, and I, I, and I was like, you guys, I was like, listen, I have a person. I have a person. <laughs> and I like, I can't think of it right now. What's your website? It's hopewoodjd.com. Okay. Yeah. So I pulled that website out of nowhere. Um, I, oh, I said, will in a day. Yes. I said, her, you gotta it's look Hope's up, will in a day program. Yeah. yeah. Look up her will in a day. I was like, it's somebody who I know knows her. It's a reputable person like go to her. And, um, my father-in-law was like on his computer kind of talking about it later. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I hope that they listened to me. And I hope that they did that. I hope they did too. They were just uh, like, everyone was just saying everything. And like my sister-in-law was saying where she wants her money to go. And I was like, guys, stop. Like no one is writing any of this down. If it's not like this is going to happen, hopefully this doesn't happen in like two weeks. Right. Hopefully it's years and years and none of us will remember this. Like you were saying banks in cities that I don't, I've never even heard of guys. (laughs) (sighs) No, this is why hope is great because she gives you a form, you fill it out and then it's done. I mean, it's literally that easy. So check her out. If, um, like Elisa said, it's not, it's not worth it to go through that unnerving and chaotic process of just writing random things down. Go to hopewoodjd.com for her will in the day program. And Elisa, go back to your in-laws and tell them to use the code fanatic for $50 off. Okay. There you go. Well, 
All right. So let's get to our fun shout outs of the evening. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Elisa, but ESPN is launching the first fantasy women's basketball league in April. It's the first full scale fantasy game for major women's sports. And the idea behind it is they're trying to get casual fans to look at the WNBA the same way that casual fans in the NFL, you know, get caught up in fantasy football because, you know, it takes casual fans like me into a whole different level of caring and watching and paying attention. And the hope obviously is to drive up attention and viewership. And I just, anything that they can do to get eyeballs on the WNBA is a good thing. I think. Yep. I love that. Um, and if anybody wants to do it, mm. let us know. It'd be kind of fun to if, set one know. up. Yeah. I think we should set one up. It'll be good for me too, because that, that will, you know, again, be a motivating factor to pay more attention on a daily basis as opposed to kind of a large scale basis. So yeah. Hold up. Have that. you checked to see how our, uh, no, our March Madness? Are, yeah. I, I, I got checked. sad after the women lost and I stopped. Oh, Jesus. I almost what? just knocked over <laughs> a whole glass of water. Oh Lord. Thank you for helping me. There. Uh, um, ESPN.com. Please tell me what is happening. You keep talking and I'll okay. pull okay. it up. So speaking of viewership in the WNBA, uh, I'm going to switch to viewership. Of wait, wait, Mar- wait, wait, wait. Oh God. Okay. Fine. I, no, hold on. I just have to tell you this right now. I okay. just went, I don't know if, is this catered specifically to me? Cause I just went to ESPN.com and the main story, there's a huge picture of Paige Beckers on there. Really? Like that's the the main thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, what's going on? What's going on Let's in the game see, right UConn now? UConn 63, NC State 63. It's overtime. Four okay. minutes and 24 seconds left in overtime. So it's, it's 8.04 p.m. right now. And I just got a text from Jared Stansbury that says, Steph, are you watching? In all caps. So I'm OMG. I'm assuming that's what he's referring to. <sighs> So yeah, can well, you keep us no, like updated not on this? Yeah, I will. Okay. 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 Let me open another tab to look at our. Okay. While while you do that, I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk about uh, March Madness, the women's March Madness viewership. So we told you last year it was up significantly from the year before, and this year it's up again. The first two rounds were up 15% from last year, and the second round was up 25%, and which is a huge jump. And I think it's interesting because the Saturday round of 32 game between Iowa and Creighton was the second most, most watched game of the first two rounds. It had just under a million viewers Hmm. and it just, I, they haven't released the full viewership numbers for each, you know, every game by game, but it made me super curious about how influential the time slots are for viewership. I'm sure it has, I'm sure obviously the teams, whether it's a marquee team or not has something to do with it, but I'm also curious about you know, what is Iowa state as a nine o'clock tip on a Friday or a Sunday getting for numbers versus Iowa on a Saturday afternoon. So I'm going to circle back, um, in a few weeks when we get the full viewership numbers to see that, but all in all really great numbers. Great to see those increasing. And Elisa, something I think is really cool is that the first two rounds broke the attendance records that has stood for 20 years. Oh, wow. And I think there's something to this. And I, I think this is, so I, this is something I want to dig into a little bit with you. So the women do the first two rounds as home hosting sites for the top four seeds. So obviously Iowa state and Iowa both hosted 
what an amazing atmosphere for women's basketball. Yeah. If you saw the pictures from UConn, um, there's this photo of Paige Becker standing in front of the crowd. The crowd is rabid and insane, just going nuts. And it's just, it gave me goosebumps. And I bet I've looked at that picture like 50 times Yeah. because it's, it, it, you go to the men's tournament and this is not a knock on the men's tournament, but you go to these neutral sites and it's often like, you know, a hundred people from the, one of the schools, and then maybe another school is a little bit closer. So they have a few thousand, but it's such a different experience from the women's games where you have these home hosting sites that are packed. And I think I, I wish the men's tournament would consider doing something like that because it would just bring a whole different level of fandom to those games. So I, that is one thing about the women's tournament that I enjoy so much more than the men's. And I've seen some more chatter, more chatter this year about that than I have in the past. And I'm curious if anything will come of it. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So I have an update for you. Okay. Do it. I am currently second to last in our bracket. Yeah. Title nine. Yep. I'm currently second to last. Um, Maddie Sevy CV. I don't know is in last. Sorry, Maddie, you and me, <laughs> you guys you are me. horrible. We can go get drinks together. Um, the number one person in our group is, has a 99.8%, I don't know, accurate or like, likely there's the chance. Like, do you think? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know the percent, but that's a high percent, whatever that is, because I think it's out of a hundred. Um, you think, <laughs> you think, but you name, really think, you think? I'm trying to drag this out, but it's Jenny runs my team and I don't know who that is. Well, good job, Jenny. We're yeah. proud of you. Jenny, thank you for running that team. And I want to know how Jenny runs my team. Um, runs does, team? <laughs> does like overall, because that's oh, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And they we were second. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to step on your toes. Go no, ahead. It's fine. Sean, Janka, our friend, Sean Jankowski is in second. Friend of the pod. Friend, friend of, of the pod. pod. Yeah. How is the group doing as a whole? Because at one point we were second. Oh, we second in all uh, yeah. Of the, How do we see that? I don't know. You're running the controls here, sister. Uh, leaderboard. People's do, bracket. Do, 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 we are. Okay. Can we, can we move on? We'll tweet. Yeah. So later. UConn's up by one seventy-one seventy with one twenty-six left. Okay. In overtime. All right. I hope I'm DVRing this. I hope I'm TiVoing it. Is that what we used to call it? <laughs> yeah, TiVoing. <laughs> okay. Where? All right. We're moving on. Okay. All right. <laughs> we now, Elisa, shifting from back. Just joking. Bas- shut up. Moving, I was going to cut you off anyway. Shifting from basketball to our beloved baseball, we have the first woman drafted in a professional baseball league. Her name is Alexis Hopkins, and she was drafted as a catcher by the Kentucky Wild Health Genomes, which is a member of the Atlantic League. And um, for those of you who aren't uh, proficient in all of the less than MLB leagues. They're an independent league that partners with the MLB, but they're separate from minor league baseball and they host teams in cities where there's not like suburbs and stuff where there's not a major or sorry, a minor league team. Um, but it's a highly regarded league. And the craziest part about this, about her getting drafted is that she played D I think it was D two Florida tech, um, softball, but back in 2017. Oh, I don't know what she's been doing since then. And crushing it, 
but like has she been playing or i don't know this is your story well you gotta here's figure the deal i i scoured the internet looking for information about her i was oh on you're not a good researcher no i am saying? i'm really good at researching and i could not figure out what it is she does <sighs> and why why she like what she's been doing in the last five years and why if she's such a great catcher she played for florida tech i just don't understand mm, i'm happy for her really happy for her i think it's great and people seemed like to be really excited about her and what she's going to do. But I just thought it was very strange of all Here's the, the thing. Here's the thing is that I, I vastly improved at softball after I graduated. So maybe it's that sort of situation. Maybe good for her. She's, I think they make decent money in that league. So Great. if she can have some fun and make some money doing it, good for yeah. her. Yeah. 73, okay. 70 with 40 seconds left. We're 151 out of, I don't know how many, but we're not oh, number we... two anymore. And I'm going to tell you why, because you suck. <laughs> no, it's because you, me, you created some sort of, um, vortex black no, hole. No, you created a, a bracket Dummy. that doesn't have anything in it. And so you're ranked zero. Well, but I have a, bra- that's why that you're, has I know. And you have two of them, and the Sorry. one, the one that I'm bringing have us any, down. You're dragging everybody down. What else is new? You gotta, you owe us a drink. Okay. Um, you know, I have one more shout out, and it's for you. For me, because you made a cake for Sir Elton John, and you it's didn't true. tell me about it. I know. Tell me about it now. I and know. Before you start. I'm joking about being mad at you, but I had like three people text me and say, you have to ask Elisa about this on the pod. So okay. I'm not the only one who wants okay. to. So I used to work at time. Island. Everybody get your popcorn and yep. listen to Elisa's yep, yep, story. Yep. Okay. I thought you said nap time. And I was like, nap don't time. you want to hear about this? Okay. Time. I should have said story time. Okay. Can you be quiet? Um, I used to work at the Iowa event center and they, I am the one that came up with the um letterman's jacket for drake that he wore the drake letterman's jacket that he wore i came drake up with as idea. in the rapper yeah he wore a drake i know wore a drake it's like letterman's an iconic jacket. shot of him now yeah that was my i didn't idea. know that so the iowa event center always gives their like guests i don't know what their acts gifts and so okay. this year elton john's um birthday was on friday and then he was performing here on saturday and so they said hey um will you make him a birthday cake they like he like my friend adam who works for the marketing department he's the director there and he sent me a message and he was like hey can you make sir elton john he called him sir elton john a birthday cake you should because he's knighted are you interested in that and i was like yes um and it's like it's always been one of my dreams and i've always thought like oh maybe it would be somebody like lana del rey or somebody who i like really like and is really famous but not the most famous person in the world you know what i mean (laughs) like literally is he the most famous person in the world He's up there he's up there so and i was at nebraska furniture mart on sunday um with our friend crystal bloom and uh, she was like talking to this up excuse me, this other guy who works there. And she's like, did you see who Elisa made a cake for? And he's like, um, he's like, Oh, let me guess Jesus. And I was like, honestly, pretty close, close. 
pretty close. And then she like told him and he was like, wait, what? I think he was not expecting to be as surprised as that. He was like, what? Yeah. So I made this cake. The bottom layer was vanilla bean. And um, then the filling was blackberry lavender. And the top was chocolate with a roasted cherry. And I had done a little research on him and found out that he didn't drink. He is, he's been sober for many decades. And so I was going to do like a bourbon cherry filling, but so I ended up nixing the bourbon and just roasted the cherries. And, um, I thought that they were pretty good and, um, frosted it. There were some fondant details but it was mostly like a buttercream there were piano keys covered with like a marble buttercream technique that I like to do that I actually did for Jamie Steyer's wedding um cake too it's kind of a fun thing I think I actually did it for Jacqueline's birthday a couple years ago too anyway just keeping it in the fam um and then like there was a yellow brick road at the bottom there was a rainbow there were macarons and I, I just dropped it off at the event center with the marketing department there. And we were on our way there and Malcolm's kind of fussing in the back seat. And Rose is like, don't worry, Malcolm, we're almost to Elton John's house. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh that's so sweet. No, I know. I was like, can you imagine? Elton John lives at the Iowa right. Event Center. <laughs> right. In all its glory. And then we dropped it off with Adam and we left and Rosa had helped me. She carried the macarons that we brought. Cause we also brought three dozen Macs for his crew. And so, um, she helped me carry those in and we were walking out and she goes, was that Elton John? Oh <laughs> my like, gosh. No, little sweetheart. my friend Adam. And he was many, many years younger <laughs> than Elton John. But, um, I, I didn't really, I don't, they just set it in the back and I have no idea if he saw it, if he tasted it, like anything, but, um, I have a friend who has a friend who works on his costumes, I guess. Oh, wow. That would be a trip. Right. Right. And so her friend had seen this girl post about me on her social Mm -hmm. media and I had crafty, I put a little sticker on the board so you could see that it was from me. And so she was like, Hey, that person that you're always posting about made this cake. Like, does she know that who it was for? Um, and so, um, my friend Ashley sent me a message and she like sent me a picture of it in the back and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I knew who it was for. And so the quote that I got from that girl was insiders say it was a hit. No. So I don't know. That's all you need to know. I know. I don't know what that means, but insiders say it was a hit. I'm just so proud of you. And it was so fun to watch that your tweet about it and your Instagram about it kind of go viral. And because it's just, and it, it, I mean, you getting here was the result of some bad stuff happening with your, with your career, you know, like you were stuck and didn't know what to do. And then COVID and it was just, all of it was hard. And so to see you get to do something so special that, Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people in the world have gotten a chance to make Elton Jane, Elton, Elton Jane, Elton John a cake, (laughs) probably not a ton. And you're on that list. And I just, I'm so proud of you and so happy for you. And it's fun to see people who 
I know like friends of mine get excited for you and just like this really cool network of people that we have supporting us and supporting you. And I'm just, mm. uh, I'm over the moon for you. I, know. I really, it am. was really cool. And like, so I had both channel five and channel 13 reach out today. And so they like, I guess everyone will miss it because it's tonight and this is coming out tomorrow, but, um, I'll <laughs> maybe post they it on DVR my, the news. <laughs> I know maybe they'll probably post it on their social media, but they asked me like, were you just like on pins and needles waiting for, to see if Elton John posted about it or anything. And I was like, what I was waiting on pins and needles for was for the event center to, like post the picture so I could post the picture yes. so I could tell all my friends that right. I did this because you were like in yeah. top secret mode I mean right. it's one thing for like Elton John to like your cake it's a totally different thing for like all of my friends and family to be yeah. so amped up for me your cheerleaders yeah, yeah your people yeah I get it yeah so that was like the most exciting part was that I heard from so many people saying they were so excited for me and you're making my sister's wedding cake. I am. And I think yeah. you're making a, a tray for one of my best friends. Oh yeah. Daughter's first birthdays. Oh, and just gosh. like, it's, it's so cool to see this, this happen for you. So. Your sister actually asked for that exact same cake. <laughs> no, just joking. with the just yellow brick yeah. road and the rainbow the yellow and the, brick yeah. road. that sounds like her amazing 75 <laughs> on the front of it <laughs> that sounds like her well if you haven't already followed her on instagram it's sift and sprinkle is her bakery and she makes amazing stuff and every time i come to her house and she gives me treats i do a little dance on the way back to my car <laughs> because, and then i eat it all before the girls get it so <laughs> i do unload a lot on you so. i'm okay you can keep doing that forever <laughs> i got a call from my mom today and she's like so I forgot to tell you, but we're like out of, <laughs> out of, and I was we're like, out of, you know, the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And what, she's mom? like, I know she's like, oh, I mean, I'll be in, I think I'll be in Des Moines tomorrow. It's I was so like, weird. It's yeah. so weird. I'll just be driving right yeah. by her house. <laughs> I was like, I'll put it in a bag in the freezer. Oh, that's amazing. Well, keep up the good work. We're really proud of you. It yeah. is 7574 Yukon with 11 seconds left. Should we sign off and go watch the last 11 yeah, seconds? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Go Cyclones. Go State.